Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. Thanks That's for joining us. Right. Welcome to the Christmas oh, Don't man. Be an Idiom Dog Show. <sighs> just guys jumping right in with the Christmas dogs, huh? Well, at your rate, who knows if there's going to be another episode before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So Christmas dogs made an appearance on a couple of old Don't Be an Idiom songs. Yeah, I cannot wait to see when they really show up again. Yeah. I feel I, they're coming back. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. So it's December, you know, Christmas time, the time of giving. Happy... And getting, too. Happy Hanukkah. Someone's gotta get. Hanukkah started three days ago. Yep. And um, that also means that if you hear any honking, it's because I'm parallel to a block called Miracle on 13th Street. And it's one block in Philly that goes all out for Christmas and people can't even freaking handle it. And the true miracle people is how much it. it can affect traffic <laughs> in, in like a, you know, fairly large, uh, you know, radius of it blocks. It messes up traffic around here like I, so bad. I was walking over here tonight. It's a Saturday. And I was like, this party bus was like on the curb and like beeping and like everyone's like, whoa. I'm like. Man, the party buses are cool. <laughs> yeah, but they they can't even go anywhere. Yeah, no, but traffic. you're still like you're. St- I guess this one looks small. I don't think it had a bathroom. Party buses are cool until you're run over by a bus, right? Which would be odd to see. <laughs> but you just asked me not too long ago. <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy if one of us got run over by a bus? Yeah, like like if I saw I mean, that like cartoon happen, eyes popping out. Yeah, if I saw your head get run over by a bus, I'd be like. No, this can't be real. No. <laughs> he probably would right? react that way. Right. That'd be a horrifying thing to see. And then I'd be like, I would do, like, do a shrine of you. And Especially then you'd if I come was... down and be like, it's real. It is real. Don't die, by the way. The afterlife is insane. And my head still looks the same yeah. as it, when it was crushed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't understand you. Write it down. And like, I can't hold pens. My brain is crossed. <laughs> you don't get like a new brain and like in the afterlife. My word. <laughs> so that's That's good. a sitcom waiting to happen. Well, that would get annoying very fast. I was getting annoyed, <laughs> annoyed just sitting here, <laughs> being a part of it. It would be hard to write realistic scenarios where those two are hanging out all the time. Yeah, it'd be exhausting. I just feel a little forced. Be exhausting. All right, so I woke up this morning and I checked my checked my messages, and I I guess I sporadically get texts from Burger King, like, you know, <laughs> and they're like, "Sign up for the twelve days of Burger Cabin Christmas or whatever." I'm like, yeah. "Okay," and then I'm like, "I'm like kind of like, why am I reading this?" But then they're like, "We created a virtual cabin, which I found out later is made out of chicken nuggets, and I Ew. think cheese as like the." Grout. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I like they're like, check in and like do these like we gotta we gotta deal and lick the grout. We got deal a day and uh and like also their merch is actually pretty amazing. Oh they god. actually sell their top item is something called a human dog bed. Oh, God. Burger King edition. Burger King human dog guess bed. How much? I mean, guess how much? Two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, you went a little high. It's two hundred dollars. That is a lot. It's like an inflatable felt dog bed, I guess, but it looks like sort of like a burger. Guys, I'm not talking shit on Burger King. I love Burger King. It's just so. It's just so like American <laughs> that. Burger King is luring people into their cabin, their holiday cabin, which is made of nuggets yes. and cheese. Yes. So you can access buying <laughs> prizes such shop. as a human-sized dog pillow with the Burger King logo on it. Like, that's not happening anywhere, anywhere. else. It's just so, it's that so is, disgusting. That is stranger than fiction right there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a joke, but it's not. And it's, it's like... Every day, they want you to check in every day because they have this little Burger King in yeah. the cabin that they move around. Yeah, see what the meaning like, gift we have like, for you today. And he's like, try to find me 12 days in a row and you win Burger Bucks. <laughs> Seven fifty buys a Whopper. You know, it's so funny. I was looking at this earlier today. I was like, I know I'm going to be talking about this on this show tonight. <laughs> 
burger box. But they got me. I fu- I downloaded well, the app because I want to see what's going on. And this is free advertising. <laughs> and burger like, King did not pay us to talk about this. My family actually, used, like my little sister was yeah. flying back to Phoenix. Um, it was her last day in town. And I w- went over there early in the morning. I was like, what do you want to do for breakfast? Ah. And... Uh, She's like, can we get Burger King? I was like, yes. Like, because my family always gets the mailers that have like the Burger King coupons. Are you guys on their mailing list? I don't remember signing up, but let me tell you something. You go in there with a Burger King coupon and then they're like, just give us the coupon number. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, 7549. 7549. They're like, bring. And then you go up to the window. You're like, do you want the coupon? They're like, no, who gives a shit? They're basically giving food away. Yes. They're making all of their money on human-sized dog beds. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, what other things are they selling? Um, they had a, a, a Burger King ugly Christmas sweater. Mm-hmm. They had an ornament okay. that looked like a Whopper. That actually mm. looked pretty nice. But I was like, but who wants... Why would I buy that? Like, if they, they should be giving me that for free. Right. When I, like, upgrade. Do you remember those those yes. uh, '80s toys? It was like it was like different fast foods that were like that were like that were like uh, yes, po- robots. Like, no, they weren't rope. Oh, or, I do remember that. No, that was a wasn't that a McDonald's? McDonald's. That was like a McDonald's. I still have uh, one. It's Happy the, Meal toy. It's the pterodactyl that. that turns into hotcakes. They're all like these these like rough and tough like hot dogs and hamburgers and they're all like in fighting mode oh, they were like rubber i remember that wasn't that like a toy series yeah that's what i'm asking if you remember yeah that. i do and i feel like they came out around the same time as those um army sheep do you remember army Holy sheep shit. <laughs> like <laughs> they were like rams right and they i feel like they came out at the same time as the food uh but yeah i absolutely remember that and also those super buff sharks that Alex, I feel like, always sends us memes of. Remember uh, those? They were like, oh, the yeah. sh- they were just like, we're buff sharks. Well, there was and, like a cartoon, right? Yeah. But like, I really, what what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did they make that cartoon pretty, to sell toys? I, well, so in the 80s, um, in the 80s, yeah. Hold on, I think I found a picture of them. <laughs> Were they like food fighters? I had them. Pizza. Food fighters. Tribe. Yeah, just swipe through those. Oh, God. I Look, I can already see from here who I had. Look, the hot dog guy's ridiculous. He's so wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I really remember the pizza guy and the French fry guy. I don't know if I had any of the other ones. Did you have them? Yeah, I had, I had a few of them. I'm going to look up the sheep ones. I think I had the... Uh... Man, I think I had the pancakes and the hot... I definitely had the hot dog. The hot dog looks Food ridiculous. fighters, everyone. No, but uh, you said chicken or the egg, the cartoon of the toy. Mm-hmm. So in the 80s, um, there had been laws in America for years um, which pro- like prohibited the... the um, I'm so mad already. Whatever you're about to say, like you can't have an action figure without a TV show. <laughs> no, that wasn't a law. <laughs> you weren't allowed to advertise the children. And Wait, then, what? That was law. What about Joe Camel? So hold on. <laughs> so then in the 80s with Reagan, um, and uh, he got rid of that. And so all of a sudden, you it was legal to to advertise the kids. And so cartoons... They started making cartoons as advertisements for the toys so you would buy shit. So a lot of the cartoons from yes. our time, if you go back and rewatch them, like the writing is pretty shitty. Right. Because they're really just there for the toy. Exactly. I was thinking it's the bait. same thing because I was also watching videos about this guy that made like these amazing um, toy concepts. Yeah. Uh, but that nobody would... Be, because what they said was without a show, without like a like a TV show or something media going along with it, mm-hmm. like just selling like solo, no matter how awesome the the, the figures are, yeah. um, it's hard to sell. So he just like had all these really cool creations. Oh yeah, it was when I was doing research for the trash bag bunch. Which, come on, name me a better toy. There is the trash bag bunch is the ultimate toy. <laughs> yeah. It, very interactive, you know. That's what I mean, like, because it's, there's, it's, there's a mystery it's involved. It's a win-win. It's like, you're like, you're excited when you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you, then you, 
even if you're like, oh, well, I already have that guy. It's like, but you still got to see it dissolve. I guess the difference would be that like if you <laughs> already ha- see it's a brilliant product because like kids will be like, I don't know if I have that. I have to buy it. Whereas like all other toys, you're like, well, I have that guy. I'm not going to buy him again. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, they're making money hand over fist. That's what I'm saying. Like they brought back Boglins. I just think the trash bag bunch would, really would go well right Let's now. Let's do it. Let's invest. Let's get on the ground floor. I would. I Let's would. Let's buy stock options. I would. Oh my God. I remember the day my interest in toys died. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell me. I was like, I have to be careful. That might be coming on the horizon or something for me. <laughs> I mean, I love toys now. But I know it's more you of like a nostalgic thing, but but like uh, I was like getting a little gothy. I think I was maybe like twelve. I mean, awesome. I don't remember, but like I, I it was. I think it was either me and Roger, or maybe me and you, or maybe me by myself. But my parents had like an exercise bike. Same div. And I got Egon, and I just put his face to the exercise bike wheel. Wow. I just burned his face off. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I was just like, ah. like, I like don't that was, care. It was, like the, it was just like the end. Yeah. Like, I fucking destroyed one of my favorite toys. Well, yeah. And I just looked at it, and I was like, all right. Dude, I stabbed <laughs> my, uh, my pet monster. Whoa. Yeah. I, like, which is crazy now, because, like, I mean, he's still, like, a friend tried to sell it up. It, it opened back up again. Oh, shit, but, like, you really messed that up. You know, like... I, you just, I mean, I guess that is a thing. It's something that young men have to come to is like, eventually, like just toys don't make you happy anymore. Right. But they did for so long. Yeah. I remember trying to reorder a bunch of old toys, like Ghostbuster ones and stuff like that on eBay and being like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And actually my thing I was really looking forward to was this, it was a mad scientist, like alien um, autopsy kit. Do you remember oh that? yeah, those are crazy, dude. It was like it was like it was so weird. I thought I had dreamed it, but like it's basically his body is clear, mm-hmm. and he had like twenty organs that you had to put in just so. Yeah, right. To make it fit. Cool. And I got that, and I was like, yeah. You know, and just but then you're like, it doesn't make me as happy anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, <'cause> you're, <laughs> you're an adult, forty yeah. year old man. Uh. You know, just like we're we're bringing up these toys from the '80s and we're we're thinking about their history. You know, we do that with with idioms too. You know, and that's actually oh, right. what, that's actually what we're going to do today. Albert right. and I have have come upon a, a word or a phrase, and we're like, well, you know, where did that come from? You know, now that you think about it, and then we uh, we do some research. That's how we started this whole dang show. Right, we wondered. It's very natural. All you have to do is be curious. You know. Yeah, we weren't sitting here trying to create a hit. The hit just happens. And look at us now. Right, look at us now. Not even the advertisers can stop us. I'm at the point in life now where when someone looks, uh, well, obviously youthful, but like awake mm-hmm. and alive, yeah. I, I get jealous. <laughs> yeah, like 25-year-olds are so awake. Like I'm like, why are your eyes like so bright? Yeah, right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like light is coming out of them. Yes. But there's nothing, there's no light coming out of our eyes. No. And if you get too close of us, we'll suck your light into us. So just stand back. Tastes so good. Tastes good. All right. So we're going to play a game and see who goes first. And then you're gonna you're gonna walk away from this hour having learned a thing or two. Yep, it's gonna and take maybe, a minute. May, and maybe you've, you'll have made a new friend in, in us. Yeah, yes, definitely one of us. I hope you feel right, like well, you're our the game master. Like I would hope by now the people listening feel like, yeah, I'm friends with these guys for sure. I would hope so. I I, I hope so. We're not stuck up. <laughs> I don't think anyone's concerned about that. <laughs> You know? Uh, no, good. I would hope not. I don't think so. I don't think we come across as pompous or anything. Fuck no. I hope not. <laughs> Jesus. Look, you come over so here. stupid. Come knock on the door. We'll give you shirt off our back. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take my beer. shirt off. No, I don't want to take it off. <laughs> Something is going on back there. <laughs> anyway, what, what game were we playing to see who goes first? Oh, uh, it's a hot shot alien Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh... It's right. gonna take a minute. Okay. So right, let's get enjoy the here. song. What song? Uh, 
you're so bad. Best I ever had. Well, we got good news and bad news. Yeah. We've got good news and bad news. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. We're on. Albert won. The game was... Uh, kind of took me out of it a little. Took you out of it? <laughs> <I was just> <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. bye. Yeah, so you have an idiom okay, to teach yeah, us I about? Got, I got an idiom for you. And you know, tonight I thought it would be really fun if we went on a snipe hunt. Snipe hunt. Yeah, <laughs> or like maybe you could say, are you hunting for snipe? Hunting but, for snipe. But a snipe hunt is what we're on. And this is an idiom. This is a this common is an, phrase. I like, I, as I mentioned before we started recording, it's not quite common. But, but it's there was an idiom. a time in my life where I actually had a college professor use that term. Really? And I was like, what is he talking about? But he was funny. Like, you remember that, say, huh? I oh, I will never forget. Interesting. He also said two other funny things too. They'll come to me. Yeah. But I remember him because he was like a character. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's pretty normal release. And then like, I would be like, that's funny. And like no one else, like no one else, <laughs> no one else even, care. yeah, better than I. He was like some sort of like health and exercise science guy. Whoa. Like, but anyway, sounds cool. He. So that was a, the, the first, first time, time in my life out. that I had ever heard. And he used it that way. Hunting for a snipe. That was it. And I swear I texted Roger something about it. Well, I have something. no idea what the uh, yeah. what the meaning is. Uh, okay. Well, the, you want to... Oh, you, so should I just tell you then? You're supposed to take a guess. Okay. Well, <laughs> can you use it in a sentence again? Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, looking for... Godzilla would be like going on a snipe hunt. A snipe hunt, going after something that doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. It's an imaginary yes. goal or something. Yes. Okay. A practical joke mm. in, which, in which an unwitting victim mm-hmm. is sent in pursuit of something that does not exist, also known as a fool's errand. Fool's or, errand. Or a wild goose chase, really. Oh, yeah. Um, but triple... I, that, that one's too obvious. Yeah. Fool's errand is great. A fool's errand is great. Okay, so that's a kind of a that's kind of a synonym for snipe hunt. Yeah. Okay. So now Ryan is going to try to figure out where this all comes from. Right. Well, it's probably going to do better than the real answer, <laughs> actually. <laughs> no. It's pretty good at that. But I do have something that came to mind right away, which was it's like 1880 out west America, mm. and you know. There's there's this cool bad boy sheriff in town. He's not the sheriff. He ends up being sheriff later at some later point. But he's just he just drinks and rides his horse and he like whips and and he's like and I'd never be the dang sheriff because that is too lace tight for me. And right then later tight. though, but then later but, he does. Oh, when he gets he's older, like, he rises. Oh, no, he's the best it. guy. I'm the sheriff, best guy for the job. But you know, some like Pipsqueak is always is always hanging around him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and he was always like, "I'd really like to, I'd really like to be like you someday, sir." Like he's actually a little bit older than. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Guy. When when you get like an older guy, it's like really. He's like a little like, oh, I look up to you so much. <laughs> yeah, you have, if you're older, you have to act better. Right, and this guy was not doing that. No, and um, and our our, our fellow our guy. A guy, the main um, guy, the Will, anti-hero. Yeah. yeah, you know, Willie the, Willie the, Willie the. Something dark. Willie the Dust Devil. Yes. You know, he's got no time. He just calls him Pip, too. <laughs> Pip's good. Um, And he go and Pip goes one day to Willie. He's like, Willie, I want to be just like you. Where'd you get that scar on your face? And he, and it was, oh, he, sure. Willie's got a scar down from his left eye, goes down his cheek. And he goes, well, Pip, I got these from a, a horde of snipes. Yep. yep. And Pip's like, oh, 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 oh I want to get a scar <laughs> from a horde of snipes. He's like, Pip, you want to be like me? You got to go. As the sun sets, you have to walk. 
25 kilometers yep. towards that desert mountain. You know, when it's glowing red from the setting sun and Pip's like, oh, this sounds a little creepy. And he's like, they're called snipes. <laughs> they're coming for you. <laughs> and they like the taste of blood. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of directions. All right, get the hell out of here. Get me another boot of whiskey. Anyway, you see where this is going. Pip yes. goes deep into the desert. Yeah. Willie, the dust devil, thinks he's gotten rid of him for good. Pip, you know, he's got like a net and a, sure. like a little thing. Sure. Looking for snipes. And uh, he never finds them. Yep. But he gets attacked by seven coyotes. The <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coyotes. Oh, man. And then in the last second, the snipe comes out to save him. Oh. Saves him by breathing in his soul. The snipe becomes him. Nice. Pipsqueak in snipe form kills Willie. Oh my god! The dust devil yes, for re- the revenge of making him go in a fool's end. Yes, and then like that could just be like a thing. Like that's like that's like and how now it's, it's a thing. That could be just like that's how the snipe happened. That's how the snipe came to wow. be. Actually, that really fits with the whole thing I was going with here. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say what. When you say snipe, what do you? What's the first thing that pops in your head about what it might look like? Because I, I feel like I, I had a first impression, then I feel like I lost it and it got m- for, muddied up. For me, a snipe was very small. Yeah, like like um, it just it does sound like seven small. or eight inches high, bulbous, purple. Okay, <laughs> waddles, um, but can be dangerous. Yeah. I guess I thought like maybe I thought of definitely a sm- like a smaller mammal. Yeah, but, but I feel hairy. Like, I, yeah, I thought it would have hair, and I thought it would have like maybe like a snout or like some little tusks or this something. Is you got sort of a monster idiom today, huh? Yes, oh, the, which is great because I feel great. like for the holidays, you know, I like to have the monsters hanging about. But like this was, I did feel that way. Like mm. when I was going with this one, it, it almost felt like a little bit of. Don't be an idiot. I'm a little dubious monster. Oh, so. okay. Fun. Yeah. So Ryan's guess was off, but I think as I give you a little bit of info, you'll say, well, just wow. Not too bad. Really, really a, right in the nice, in a nice zone. Mm. Starting with the time zone, which was this term has apparently been around since the 1840s, mm. at, at least. And what it honestly is, is it's a prank, usually knows, known as like a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's popular with Boy Scouts or um, summer camps sure. or like anyone that's like really into the outdoors type of thing. Yeah. And it basically works where you either get the, the new guy or the most gullible mm-hmm. to, you know, you tell him like, hey, you know, if you want to be one of us, what you really got to do is you got to get a snipe, which is like your story. Yeah, you know, right, you know, right. You got to get, get yourself a snipe. So, and you know, the awkward kid is like, oh yeah, sure. And like, you know, they tell you the tales and stuff and it like makes you think like, okay. It's so fun. So yeah. I mean, essentially what they do is they tell you, okay, you got to stay out at night in the woods with a sack. And then like, you got to like make weird sounds or clack rocks together or whatever. Right. There's one version where like the other boys will take flashlights and they're like, all right, we're going to get flashlights and we're going to like drive them to you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that, that that sort of thing. But essentially, they just leave a kid out there with a sack and then just leave. Whoa, hope and, for the best. And that's the that's the prank. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it is there suck. is there an agreed upon description of what the snipe looks like? No, it's very different. Like okay. so, it varies. But um, a couple of them was like a furry creature, like a squirrel or a tiny deer. Like oh, a little tiny deer. It's cute. Which I feel like we might have mentioned on maybe the jackalope episode or something where I think, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like the jackalope mated with the. Made me think of the jackalope this whole thing. Yeah. I'm actually wearing my jackalope socks right now because ah. I was in the mood with the, all this going on. Um, But anyway, that's kind of like how it goes. And the thing is, you can use the term like snipe hunting in more in a general sense. That's like the sort of the. That's like the, the official prank, right? Mm, mm. But I, I remember when I started high school. Yeah. And some upperclassmen were like, 
oh hey you know like you can get uh you can like buy a pass to the pool on the roof and it was like that uh-huh. kind of stuff and as a like i knew it was bullshit because i think right. like jimmy Rowland even was like there's no pool or whatever right. but i still kind of was like oh i want to be cool i want to buy that pass <laughs> <laughs> Even though you had, even though you were suspicious, even though I knew, but like I don't know, have you ever been a victim of some form of snipe? Hunt? Well, I'm trying to think because that's that does seem like a rite of passage for moments in a you know a growing like it, kid's it life. Happens like in one way or another, even though it doesn't actually have to be about hunting an animal. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like being pranked. No, I wouldn't it sucks, <laughs> dude. I wouldn't like that feeling. No, it totally sucks. And the truth is, it's like. Yeah, write a passage. Like, they're just being dicks. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe your friends afterwards. Yeah. Uh, unlikely. I- I'm having trouble. I it's okay. Really, yeah. Some other really examples are, like, you go and tell a guy to go buy a bucket of striped paint. Or, yeah, I've heard that <laughs> or, before. Or a glass hammer. Uh-huh. Or um, you go to the... You go to the um, uh, hardware store and ask for a long wait... <laughs> like but I think that means just wait long. <laughs> can I have uh, a long wait? Yeah, you can wait forty five minutes for <laughs> yeah, a table. Right. So, so anyway, um, I found out that there was actually. If you were wondering if this term really was a term, season three of Cheers oh. has an episode called "The Heart Is a Lonely Snipe Hunter." And oh, I love that. It is literally the thing I described where um, Sam and Norm were going to go on like a fishing trip. Yeah. And then eventually everyone else in the bar is like getting invited. Yeah. But the last to be invited was Frazier because he's kind of like, uh-huh, you right. know, like yeah. they, I didn't realize, I guess like early on they thought he was really annoying. Uh, yeah. But they come back laughing in the bar and she's like, where's Frazier? Like, well, we sent him on a snipe hunt. Oh, man. Yeah. Actually, or Frazier. But the, the, it has a funny twist, the whole thing. But um, I did take a this quote from, from it that I thought that you would like. I don't know if it's going to show up, so we can always cut it. But this is from that episode. The snipe hunting. All right. The most humane of sports. No guns, no knives, just a man and a plain, simple bag. Like you and Diane. But like he like literally does like a like a, a toast to, to snipe, the snipe yeah. hunt. Wow! And he was the receiver. I mean, he was the victim he, of it, right? He was the victim. But he appreciated of it, but it in the show. Like they make it like he doesn't realize that he's been pranked. Like he's mm. like he's like he comes in and he's like, "You guys have really upset me." And then they're like, "Oh boy!" They're like. By introducing me to this most wonderful sport, oh, I am yeah. hooked. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how it goes. Oh, wow. But there's a, twist, there's a twist ending. Yeah, I love that. I love that it showed up in Cheers. I know. So, so, you, there's, so no, it's real. there's no denying it. It's real. Now, here's another thing that's crazy. Uh, snipes are real, but they're probably not the way you pictured them. A snipe is a bird. Oh. And there's like 26 species of them. Oh, okay. They're wading birds that live in like marshy areas. In fact, there's even like something I was reading about today that uh, down birds? in Cape uh, Cape May oh. has snipes. Oh, cool! You got long bills, eyes up high on the head, <laughs> white and brown plumage. Helps them really <laughs> look. And here's someone who caught one. It's a little sniper. He's oh, it. that's cute. It does look like a one like a bird that you would see on the shoreline. Yeah, in like, Jersey. Yeah, like a shorebird. Yeah, for sure. So, so but I, but is that, but that. That, when, I know what you're thinking. Okay. No, no. Ask the question. So when they used to say, let's go on a snipe hunt, were they referring to the bird or were they referring to something imaginary? So here's the thing. It seems as if they're referring to something imaginary because mm. I think also like it seems to be like a mammalian sort of thing. Like you don't think bird mm-hmm. when you're asking people to go on a snipe hunt. But um, they they were kind of like unrecognized for a long time because like unless you're they're small and they're really fast. um. And unless you're like really looking out for them because they're they pretty camouflaged, um, the snipe was just sort of like not as well known as mm. a lot of birds, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this weird call uh, known as winnowing, and they say that it sounds almost like a screech owl, an eastern screech owl. Mm. Now I have a sound bite of it. I'm pretty sure because they do two different types of calls. I'm pretty sure this is it. I want you to give this a listen. 
Well, anyway, you get it, right? Uh-huh. So, um, no, stop. You stop playing. You stop playing. So, you know, at night, it'll start doing that tune, mm-hmm. right? And because they're small and then they and they're mostly out of sight people would hear that sound and they would be like what the fuck but like you didn't really see anything yeah so for centuries they, wow. it was mistaken as a mythical creature oh cool the real snipe Whoa. check this out farmers in northern germany believed that it was a supernatural sound that came from the bleeding of goats pulling a chariot across the sky oh my god i love that it, the swedes think that it's the sound of a whinnying horse in heaven hmm. and fishermen in new england associate it with the upstream spawning runs of the shad and they believed it was the sound of the shad spirit. Oh, that's cool. And I have a connection with the shad because Roger's dad used to take us to New Hope mm-hmm. when they had the shad fest. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, wow. is this all related? This is crazy. <laughs> that's interesting. And even in the mid-1800s, Henry David Thoreau uh-huh. described the bird's call as a peculiar spirit-suggesting sound. Spirit-suggesting. Yes. That's awesome. The Thoreau. Very cool that you uh, that you found this with the snipe bird. This thing, I was so shocked. Because like I wonder, I wonder what sort of I wonder what sort of history the loon has. Because, oh yeah, because like, that sounds such, such a it sounds like a, a werewolf or yeah. something. Oh, I know. I mistake it for like coyotes and stuff. Right. For sure. And that sound is for, like reminiscent of that. That's why I'm not sure. Because here's the thing about the snipe. And we're going to talk about this is like, how do you make that sound? Right. Mm -hmm. For more than half a century, they were not sure. Like zoologists were not sure about where their sounds origin came from, whether it was something vocal or something in their feathers. Mm. And then in 1907, Mm -hmm. Sir Philip Mason Barr discovered they had these weird little um, hooks on their tail feathers. And when they would do like a dive bomb, I guess to hunt or whatever, it would actually make this weird resonating sound that was very eerie. So the sound's coming from their feet? Here's the, it's from their tail feathers. What? Oh, the tail feathers. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, I just can't be sure if oh, the sound possible. that you heard. Yeah. It's something about like the air traveling wow. through them. Um, it caused vibrations in high speed dives. Hmm. I just don't know if the sound that you heard was their vocal call or that one. Um, So, yeah. Now, if that wasn't good enough, have you ever heard of a sniper before? A sniper. Someone who shoots someone from far away surreptitiously. Yes. Yeah. But listen, that term was first used in the 1700s for British soldiers in India who hunted snipe the bird for food oh. because it was like they, it was believed that you had to be such a good shot to hit a zigzagging snipe. They were yeah. flying like 60 miles an hour. And that means that you had extraordinary skill to right. kill and a snipe. Yeah. Well, when you first said the idiom, I thought it was, it had, it was going to be about snipers. Yeah. But it's it just wasn't like... until later that sniper became a military marksman. This is double etymology. Dude, I know. Like, I'm like, this thing like has a lot of legs here. Yeah. Um, and if that wasn't enough, like this whole prank thing, yeah. you know? Which first of all, so I just I just want to recap here. I believe that the sound of the true snipe, the bird, mm-hmm. created the the idea in people's heads of the like the mythological snipe. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's like reality having an effect on fantasy. The the way that they have people set up to hunt the mythological snipe is kind of like how it actually is to hunt real snipe. You normally want to go on a moonless night. Mm. You use spotlights like flashlights or whatever and noisemakers and sacks. Oh, so, you do need a sack. So there's these, well, or nets, sacks nets. or nets. But there's like this famous guy, Ali Hussein. He uses something called the torch and gong technique where he like is going through the the woods with a torch and a this weird gong that disorients the bird it doesn't understand like oh, what's shit. happening weird. and then you get you're able to get close enough to it to throw a net or a sack over it oh my god so the the prank seems like it's pulled from actual snipe hunting oh yeah the one without guns at right least. yeah 
How about that? Yeah, and then there's a modern version where you do that like on a truck. Look at this guy. I say modern, but look at that dude. Modern. This is we're talking 1940. They put a bunch of of lights on a thing, and he just rides around with a net and catches snipes. That's funny. Like that could be the prank. Well, when did people start using it idiomatically? Uh. Well, the pre- it seems to be like 1880, like around 1840 is when oh, it was okay. first being written about as like the prank version. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Where okay. Where did I go? So keep your ear out for that. Yeah. Keep your ear out for that. Just the, some little tiny things I think you might like to know. There's a French version mm. of snipe hunting, which is called hunting hunting the dehote, and it's a, a it's like this ibex looking uh, animal. That goes around the mountain, but apparently it has legs shorter on one side than the other. Oh, that's so weird. that because it's constantly going around the mountain. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it like yeah, adapted yeah. to have a that's short crazy. set and a long set. Yeah. And there's two different types. One's got the, sh- the long legs on the right side. One's got them on the left side. So they're just constantly whatever. But, and instead of stranding you in the woods, they strand, they strand a guy in the, um, in the mountains. Oh, Same idea yeah. though. Oh, yeah. And then there's another one in Spain called Cazar... Musinos, and uh, apparently that was Catalan folklorist. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, Joan Amades. Joan. Joan, 1950. Mm. And uh, and the same idea. They like it was this. It was this thing. Although I could not get a, I couldn't get a description of that one. Um, it was like description unknown. You need to Google in Catalan. I do. And then the, do you? I have to. <laughs> Because then it'll pull up the uh, the other languages. We love it. You know, we love it. We can ask AI. You know, ask AI. <laughs> and the last thing is that there was a little write up in a, a small Pennsylvania newspaper about these guys in 2009 um, that got tricked uh, as they were joining a sportsman's club um, mm. to uh, getting tricked uh, uh, to go on a snipe hunt. Oh my gosh! And uh, they looked like they were good sports about it. They had their sacks out there, and they were kind yeah, of yeah. laughing. Cool. So it still works. It's like the uh, War of the Worlds. Like you know that, that has that has made people go crazy a couple of times. So yeah, I love it. All right, and that's the snipe. That's the snipe, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to use this this week, even though um I didn't even use either of our idioms last week. And that was, that was one of the things uh, you were going to try to do. It. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't even remember what last week's were. <laughs> Cry like a banshee and oh, whatever yours was. My uh, co-teacher said, did I tell you how banshee showed up in one of our texts? They no. said, scream like a banshee. Oh, cool. And I was, I was like, by the way, a banshee is an Irish lady. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't even tell them. <laughs> I did pretty good. That's awesome. But that's it. That's a wrap. Okay. You love it. We'll be right. It's you, great. You love it. Um, we'll be right back after this yeah. little messages from snipe hunting break. Right. Who's gonna catch it? Who's gonna catch it? Gremlins. We we are because I'm going to tell you why. Well, I mean, everyone always thought. Can I can this. I before you even say any of them? Yeah, I think everyone thinks about the midnight rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's I don't think that's a very new thought. No, I know it's not a new thought, but it's been it's been bothering because me since Christmas I was a, since I was a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially when those business guys are like, "What if 
What if he eats something before midnight? He gets a caraway seed stuck in his tooth and it comes out, right? Yeah. Well, in your sink just now, yeah. a seed came out of my tooth. Oh. I washed it down the drain. <laughs> but that seed Gross. is from hours ago. It's because it's like a seeded bread. Right. Dude, I already used wa- mouthwash and everything. So like you're saying, what if it was past midnight and what if I was a gremlin? If I was a gremlin and that went down my throat after midnight, yeah, yeah I guess I'm turning into a... You're really not supposed to be, th- be like, not really, not really supposed to think, think about, about the logic of the rules. I know. Because, like, what if they came, you know, what if they were shipped here from somewhere in Asia and then they came here? When did their yeah, midnight change you're right, at you're what right. point? No doubt. I mean, you're, it's, I'm just saying the same thing you are. Why are you telling me you're, I'm right? I guess, no, no, I'm I'm just saying whenever I see a seed come out of my tooth, <laughs> I think about that scene. <laughs> When those business guys are there, and I think about myself being in a suit and be like, yeah, yeah, what if I swallowed what that scene? What scene are you talking about? It's, um, uh, it might be in Gremlins 2, I feel like, where... They're, where t- they're he's pontificating ex- about the rules? I feel like he's explaining to someone that, that don't want to listen. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Like some like business guys or something. They're like, well, what if this? What if they're on a oh, transatlantic okay. flight or something like that? Yeah. I can't remember where it's from. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, so, guys, I'm going to approach this a little bit different. Um, I'm, I'm not going to really tell Albert the definition of this idiom because I kind of want to say, well, I want to hear what his <laughs> guess is without the definition, but he'll also have a concept of it. So, you know. Right. Um, I just don't want to give you the specific definition. I think I think your guess will be a little bit more interesting. So, and the network execs are like, whatever. You got to do something to jazz <laughs> this turd up. Do it. The execs. <laughs> you know. Um, you know. Listen, when, when we're ready to move on to the next big thing, I said we just hold hands, scream tally ho. And let go and just dive on in. Okay, is that whole thing the thing? What? No, this is tally ho. <laughs> oh, just tally ho. All right, wait. Okay, so obviously I've heard of tally ho. I always think of a horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tally ho, like yeah. a guy rears up and okay. goes. Yeah. But we're not doing the meaning right now. No, no, but you can go with. No, but I'm. Yeah, so just don't tell me. So, so what? Yeah. So like, where does this come? The first from? time, the first time that I saw it, Tally Ho. The first time I saw it was in Sam Raimi's Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. It's like the first time he decides to jump off a building, and, and he it, says, and He's holding, he's holding the whatever, like um, the fuck his web shit. Yeah. And he goes, Tally Ho, and he jumps. That's what he says, huh? Tally Ho. Right. That's funny. All right. So what do you think it means? Well, I'm not going to tell you the specific definition, but what do you think tally-ho means? I feel like tally-ho is like, here we go. Let's do Mm -hmm. this thing. Like time to bank, jump out of the plane. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's very much so how we use it in its, in its most idiomatic fashion. Yeah. Any ideas where tally-ho comes from? And also, if horses come to mind, then you know your guess. You know you can guess. Horses guess can definitely have... come to mind. I just can't make it make sense for any reason. Mm-hmm. Tally ho! So I feel like my last guess was about farming. I think it's going to be about <laughs> farming again. <laughs> okay. You know, you're living on a farm. It's the farm life. Like, live and die by the farm, right? Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, your horse is your car. So you need the the horse to do everything that the car would do, right? Yeah. And farms are big. Mm -hmm. So you can't do it all on foot. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as a, as a farmer, Mm -hmm. you jump on the horse and you're like, okay, I got a couple of things to do today. First, I got to go count up the corn cobs. So you ride the horse through the, <clears throat> in and out through the, you know, fields of the corn. And you're yeah. Counting them up. There's a corn. There's a, you know, a corn, you know. And, you know, when you're done that, you, you know, you tally it up and you give it to your wife and then she makes some food or uh-huh. something. Yeah. And then you got to go. And get ready the other crops 
for the new for the new plants. And the horse, you know, it's a workhorse. They call it a workhorse for a reason. You no, get, we're talking about farming. You're, you're dragging the... Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're talking about farming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're dragging, like, the hose through the, the ground. You're putting uh-huh. the seeds in and all that uh-huh. stuff. And then you, you, know, yeah. you, you look at the fields and you're like, okay. You're sowing and hoeing. Yeah. And then you... You you give that to your wife and she does something and then you're just busy like, wife. Right. <clears throat> you're just like okay, so like that's it day in and day out. I tally and then I hoe, tally and tally, then I hoe. Yeah, so it? like you know when he gets up in the morning, <laughs> yeah, the wife is like, where are you going? He's like, what do you mean? Where am I going? Tally ho, tally ho. And it's like I'm getting I'm back out there. The, the crops we have that I'm hoeing the new crops. It's yeah. like it never ends. Okay, does do farmers get a break? Right. And so, and eventually this means like a kind of like a Geronimo sort of thing. Well, yeah, because you could imagine. Because the farming gets adventurous. Well, yeah. Or you could just imagine like, you know, like I know when people ask me like, how you doing? Like every morning. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? You'd be like, living the dream, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, maybe when you're a young farmer and you get the new farm, you're like, it's my life. Tallyho! And then like, you know, as you're like getting older and you're like, I haven't had a break in 80 years. You're yeah, like, it's different. All right. Tallyho. Here we go. Tallyho. So you can use it excitedly or sarcastically, yeah. but it's all about farming. Yeah. I love that. So in fact, Tallyho is all about hunting. Oh, so close. And what I thought was interesting is that your your origin story is all about hunting and mine is all about Whoa. hunting. Once that- again, the boys are in sync. <laughs> That's right. You can't call it a coincidence after all of these days. <laughs> so, you know, Albert's initial sort of idea about what the definition of tally-ho is, that's kind of like we're mo- most likely to hear it in some sort of, you know, not, not, not sarcastic, but just kind of like goofing around like yeah. tally-ho, like, all right, swinging away. Yeah, but Roy Rogers probably said it and meant it. Sure, perhaps. But tally-ho is very British. It's a very British thing to say. Oh, it does. Tally-ho, right. Tally-ho. Wait, fox hunting? Yes. Oh, fox hunting. Fuck. Dude, Good. I messed that up so bad. So the, the actual definition is a shout made by someone hunting who sees a fox. Damn it. How about that? Yeah, but okay. So but you still, knew that. You kind of that was no, buried in you somewhere. It was, yeah, subconsciously. But you know what? Even if I did, I wouldn't have been able to figure out why they're saying tally ho. Yeah, well, it would be very hard. It, <laughs> it'd be very hard to figure that out <laughs> just off the top like, of your you head. Know, like other languages or some shit because <laughs> yeah, that ain't even happening. <laughs> so I did a lot of reading about fox hunting just for this for this episode, and what a rich history. Rich because rich people do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cool to be rich. It is. <laughs> we are not. It is cool to be rich. <laughs> Oscar Wilde, uh, the great Irish author of Picture Dwayne Gray, famous for all of his quotes. God, I love that. And, you know, lots of quips. He said this. This is a famous quote, a kind of an anti-fox hunting quote. He said, the English country gentleman galloping after a fox the unspeakable in full pursuit of the uneatable. Oh, right. Cause they don't so yeah, have, you can't I eat a fox. It's that, just right? for sport. That's messed up. And also a fox doesn't really seem like something that you would really have taxidermied or anything like mounted. It's well, that's like really just for sport. Well, I'll tell you the history about why, why fox hunting became a thing at all. Their tails. Uh, they wanted their tails. It's not they? that it's got They're nothing to do with it. Tails. They are beautiful. <laughs> Those are beautiful animals. They really are. Um, so, well, the, first of all, the word tally-ho itself, uh, first known use was around 1772, which, okay. which apparently was also the same year the words altar boy and toilet water were invented. Uh, toilet water wasn't in, there was, maybe they didn't really have water. <laughs> toilet water. I just clicked on the Merriam-Webster time traveler thing. Other words from 1772, altar boy and toilet water. Could you imagine like tally the first person to be like, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> toilet, toilet water. water. And then the other person's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Allen. Gotta write that down. That's crazy. Um, but of course, fox hunting has, has been around probably since the 16th century in England. Messed up. Um, but most likely adopted from 
The French. Sacre bleu. Oh, oh, oh. So the reason, like, you're asking, like, all right, why, why hunt foxes? Well, for farmers, you love farming. Oh, yeah. Foxes they, are regarded as vermin. You know, ugh, I, they, they eat see. the livestock. I know. Think about it. They, they eat the what chickens. Fox in the hen house, right? Fox in the hen house. So naturally, a farmer is going to be inclined to kill the fox. That sucks. I got to tell you, like, the fox and the hounds, mm-hmm. like, you know, all that. Yeah, like, right. The foxes from, uh, uh, what was that? movie with the bear guy grizzly man yeah yeah they're like they're like little dog cat humans they're crazy yeah oh man they're so cute right right well in 1534 this norfolk farmers this norfolk farmer attempted to catch a fox using farm dogs and this sort of like just started this whole culture of breeding dogs riding on horseback hunting down foxes yeah and um the thrill of the hunt it is the thrill of the hunt for them which is crazy because like to me all right fox hunting from what i understand is like you always get the fox because mm-hmm. those dogs are not gonna get like like what are the odds of the, the, the fox getting away well right so so occasionally the fox does get away that's great right yeah but yeah very often it does not and this, the fox hunting in, in England in general became, I think it really boomed in popularity in the 1700s, which makes sure. sense why Tally Ho um, kind of, you know, was coined around then. Uh, now it's, you know, uh, a lot of animal rights cruelty groups, even as early as the, like the 1930s, were trying to put an end to fox hunting. Yeah. And it wasn't until 2005 that it was finally made illegal. Oh no shit. In the UK. No shit. Yeah. And but the problem is is that there's like loop as with anything there's loopholes. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, I don't know like there's maybe something like 200 sort of like underground fox breeders that you know provide foxes for fox hunts for There shouldn't be fox for, um, breeders. <laughs> uh right. Well. Right. <laughs> They're not pets, <laughs> and well, and people that breed the hounds for for fox hunts, but you know we're talking about like lords and princes and yeah. stuff. Even though I did, I read this New Yorker article from 2005 when this was f- about to get banned for the first time in the UK, and it was saying something how, well, it's such an expensive sport, like the clothes that you're expected to wear, sure. the horses you know, need the, to eat, yeah, grains. exactly. It's like 1,500 pounds a day, you yeah. know, to like tend the horse and you know all, all the shit yeah so they're doing them a favor by but, banning it but certain people like will save up money to 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 play a role in the hunt and there there, there could be hundreds of horses involved in the fox hunt wow i didn't know they were that and, big yeah like, i knew i knew it was like a group hunt but right and so that's, that's you know and then that, what does every horse have a dog too like that's impossible well, for and, the there's, fox. and then there's packs of hounds and they're all just looking for this one you can hear the the corn the cars uh, honking their horns. Corn cars, <laughs> corn cars conking their corns. Um, dude, that's huge. That's a big, that's a big thing. And then like this is a housebred fox. That thing doesn't know how to be scrappy. Like, I'm glad they banned it, but I guess I guess they didn't really. Cause... Well, yeah, because like there's a workaround. And um, oh yeah, wait. What's the workaround? With the Moolah masters, the masters money. of Foxhounds Association currently represents 176 active foxhound packs okay. in England and Wales. There's only 10 in Scotland. Okay. So I guess if um, I, I remember looking at the law, but like it's something like uh, oh, fuck, I forget. I forget. Long live I, the queen. I forget the loophole, but it's not working, and the, the, the like people are just doing it anyway. <sighs> I hate it. So, you might be asking yourself, well, you know, your idiom today, Ryan, is tally-ho. Tally-ho. Where did that come from? Oh, right. So I was asking that, actually. So, the belief is that it's French, that it came from the French, taiout. Yeah, and so this is this was a, a an ancient two-word war cry. Tai is the cutting edge of a sword, and hot means high or raised up. So you would, you know, in like the French armies would say, Taut! and like you'd raise your, your 
sword up and you would charge. Cool. Just meant, basically meant swords up. Nice. And so, you know, because in the in the fox hunt, taiyut means like, there's the fox. That means like we got to charge towards the fox with the hounds. Towards the defenseless beast now. <laughs> right. And there are some other, other things that I saw like, um, well, I don't know if you would know this, but in the... Mm, I might know it, actually. <laughs> the parliamentary name Chief Whip mm. in uh, like the British government. Yeah, the Whip. Right, you've heard that, right? The I've whip. heard of the Whip. So that is actually a fox hunting reference. It refers to the Whipper Inn, who has the responsibility of keeping the hounds in check during a hunt. So they are whipping the hounds and they're like, <laughs> get in there. So fox hunting is it's embedded itself into like politic names. That makes sense. Yeah. Because like, you know, the nobility, the, you know, the, the, the politicians. Right. Of course. Know. They look like they fucking money. fox hunters, all of them. They got money. And then um, there's also this concept of blooding. Have you ever heard of it before? It's like. Oh, no. It's sort of like a ritual for the youngest in a hunt or like if it's your first time hunting. Uh-huh. You get smeared with the blood of your first kill. Of the fox? So, yeah, like, if, if it's your first fox hunt, when the hounds get the fox, like, the blood of the fox gets smeared on it, on you, if you're if it's your first time. I wonder what they this do. This is very common in, like, hunt, in hunting in general. I can see that. I feel like I've seen that before. But, like, I wonder where they smear it. Like, I wonder what kind of, you know, marks they do, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just a middle finger. That'd be cool. <laughs> Or but an L for loser. Except for the whole... See, the thing about the fox hunt is, like, do you really need to kill it? Like, can't you just, like... You're like, we got you. No. And then, like, do, like, Gotta a, kill it. And then do, like, a like a nice... You release it somewhere. You're so rich. You, <laughs> like, you could buy, like, a fox farm. I mean, you know... With electric fences. <laughs> well, when you're rich, never. You can do that. <laughs> if I was rich... <laughs> I wouldn't be rich for long. Cause I, that's where I waste my money on that kind Electric of crap. Electric fences for, for, for my for fox foxes. farm. Well, um, I was looking up blooding because I, I was I stumbled upon it. We should like, blood each other. <laughs> oh, no, uh, but Prince Harry in his, his recent autobiography that was all the rage. Uh oh. He talks about the first time he was blooded. I bet he did. But it was with a, it was from a stag hunt. He was fifteen. Okay. And um, he says, um. His stalking, I never liked that stag. His stalking that stag guide. was always a dick to me. <laughs> Sandy placed a hand gently behind my neck and pushed my head inside the carcass. I tried, I tried to pull away, but Sandy pushed me deeper. I was shocked by his insane strength and by the infernal smell. My breakfast jumped up from my stomach. After a minute, I couldn't smell anything because I couldn't breathe. My nose and mouth were full of blood and guts and a deep, upsetting warmth. That's that's from Prince Harry. I'm sorry. So he um they shot they shot the stag so bad that he could shove his head <laughs> no, inside but I think of they, its I think fucking they, belly. I think they gut it where they kill it. Oh sure. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, give me a little little guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then he throws up inside of it. <laughs> that's great. I guess he did. He cooked that up, man. That's a, that's fine dining right there. Oof. Dude, eating Prince Harry's throw up into a, a deer. What do you mean eating cooking Prince it? Harry? What? It's like if someone was like, hey, so like about? little baby Prince Harry just yeah. threw up in this deer. We're going to we're going to fix that up for you nice. That's expensive. Ew. That's expensive. Ew. That's disgusting. Think about how expensive his breakfast was that he threw up. Oh, true. That's what I'm saying. And the you know the British taxpayers paid for that breakfast. Yeah, and they throw a lot out. You oh, so know they do. And a couple, I got, I got a couple last things to say about <laughs> Tally Ho. It's used in the uh, the United Kingdom's Royal Air Force all the time. Um, whenever they were about to engage in enemy aircraft, they would say tally-ho. It's also the name for a stagecoach. This happened in the mid-1800s. Um, this woman named Sarah Mountain started her own little four-horse stagecoach thing called tally-ho. Hmm. And you could get from London to Birmingham in 1823 on a tally-ho stagecoach. In three and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever and you usually died. 
But it's the tally ho. So that's really a secondary definition now. Is a is a. Well, it makes sense because there's it's a ho- word for horse, it too. Horse related. It's a foreign hand coach. A foreign hand coach. And how long is this ride? Because it's four horses. They each have like a little stra- strap. Oh, four and, in hand. I yeah. thought you meant foreign hand. No, four in hand. Four in and hand. The coach guys. driver would hold the four. One guy. One guy. That's how you cut costs. What if they heard a werewolf? <laughs> werewolf. He can't, he can't pull Their-wolf. back on that. <laughs> um, and, the, and in the U.S., that's what we also call large coach. Is or this, a light passenger vehicle is without a tally, roof. Is a tally hub. Or sides. We <laughs> call it a tally hub? Apparently, yeah. I never heard that. <laughs> could you imagine like either of our dads being like, hey, hey buds, we're, we're, we're going to get on the tally ho today. We're jumping in the tally ho, kids. You know, I have something to say about all this. What? But I don't want to break up your fun facts. Well, we're d- I'm done. Dude, there is a great episode of Futurama about like... Uh, Bender, like getting into fox hunting, mm-hmm. and then he realized. Did they say tally ho at all in the episode? Totally, I think. But they also <laughs> actually, <laughs> the thing is, they actually say this other term called blue halu, mm. um, which is like a fox hunting thing. Mm-hmm. And I meant, I remember, I've always like meant to look it up, and I'm being like, is this like something I could use, mm. or is it like some weird Futurama thing, right? Yeah. But in the end. The fox was a robot fox. Of course. And Bender had a big problem with that. Oh, they were killing it? Yes. Even though he was like... So clever. Trying to be a dick about like all the clothes and everything. It was great. Oh my gosh. I don't know what the takeaway is really. (laughs) But it's deep. (laughs) But Futurama fucking rules, so... Anyway, that's the way the cookie crumbles with that idiom history. Um... You know, feel free right. to integrate tally ho into your daily language. And a snipe hunt. And a snipe hunt. I dare you to bring that, to get that into a comment. I know I could, I feel like I could say it about some bullshit that they do at school. I believe this is just a damn snipe hunt. Oh. Everyone's just going to look at you like, what? And you're like, listen to my podcast. And then I'll be like. Come on, you've heard this before. <laughs> so, listen, we have our fourth volume of the Don't Be an Idiom soundtrack coming out soon. Oh, it's a doozy, too. I think it's got the most songs of any of our soundtracks. It's a lot of songs. <laughs> it's, and honestly, after our first 20, I really didn't think that we would write any other any other hits. But I, I do think there's some some fun tunes. So if you go to a don'tbeanidium.bandcamp.com, we should have that up there soon. It's the best. And you can also that's also where you can buy koozies, magnets, postcards. T-shirts. Um, other t-shirts on our... Oh, duh, those are your... Wait, we don't have Don't yeah, Be yeah. An Idiom shirts. We yes, have we do. do Be A Monster shirts, though. Dude, we ha- those are Don't Be An Idiom shirts. What are you talking about? Oh, we know we have <laughs> No, we have Don't Be an Idiom shirts, but like they're creepy, so it makes me think of monsters. <laughs> All right, well, um, but we have Don't Do You Be a Monster koozies. Also, if you're on Spotify, if you feel like rating us on that Check star thing, that kind of helps. It helps. It'd be awesome if you could do that. And if you want to come over to our houses, like <laughs> all you have to do is email us. We'll make it happen. <laughs> like seriously, I, I dare you. I uh, dare you to be like, you guys seem like cool guys. Let's hang out. Cool guys. But if we already know you, don't don't do a joke joke thing. Like I'm a big fan, and like you don't know my email address. Like don't don't do that. I'll just we'll just hang out regular. Uh, okay, I don't know if I'm agreeing to any of this, but uh, what? I, I can't agree right now. So um, listen until next time. Don't be don't be an idiot. <laughs> and the countdown blew us up.
And though some folks may find it queer I'm just a prince with his head in a deer I wonder if I'll get out of here I've been inside for 30 be drinking a beer I'm just a prince with his head in a deer I'm just a prince with his head in a deer I'm just a prince with his head in a Nothing sweet in